Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Today, number 60, and I'll be reading from the Message Bible. It reads, God, you've walked off and left us, kicked our defenses to bits, and stomped off angry. Come back, oh please, come back. You shook earth to the foundations, ripped open huge crevices, healed the breaks, everything coming apart at the seams. You made your people look down in the face, then gave us cheap wine to drown our troubles. Then you planted a flag to rally our people, an unfurling flag to look to for coverage. Now do something quickly. Answer right now so that the one you love best is saved. That's when God spoke in holy splendor, bursting with joy. I make a presence of Shechem. I hand out Succoth Valley as a gift, Gilead in my pocket, to say nothing of Lanessa. Ephraim's my hard hat, Judah my hammer, Moab a scum bucket. I mop the floor with Moab, spit on Edom, rain fireworks all, all over Philistia. Who will take me to the thick of the fight? Who'll show me the road to Edom? You aren't giving up on us, are you, God? Refusing to go out with our troops? Give us help for the hard task. Human help is worthless, and God will do our very best. He'll flatten the opposition to ground. Today's psalm reflects upon a battle David had with two men, which ended in 12,000 Edomites, dead in the Valley of Salt. At least that's what my Bible tells me. And interestingly, my Bible says that this psalm was composed um, for teaching. Um, Although it is a lamenting psalm, they use this to teach the history. And we've talked about this before, how the psalms are showing the history of the Israelite people in their relationship with God. This too is an example, but in my Bible, it specifically states constructed for teaching, which I think is um, interesting. But I think it starts off rather harsh, don't you think? David thought during this time, until you know he was able to defeat the Edomites, that God had left him. If we're honest though, how many of you out there have thought the exact same thing? When things in our life aren't going as we want or as we have prayed, we tend to blame God, do we not? Is this not what is happening in this psalm? Verses um, 3 through 5 are a direct assault on God, stating that they're down-faced because of him, basically saying it's his fault. Full disclosure, I've done that. Now granted, it's been in the past now. I tried to use that tactic and blame God for the situation that I found myself in. And it didn't work. God doesn't play that. There's another example, however, in the Bible of someone kind of turning the tables on God. And we find it in 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter. And I'm going to read verses 5 through 12. And I'm reading from the New um, International Version for this particular scripture. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. 
power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Our God, did, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in and have built in a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether a sword of judgment or a plague of famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us. But now here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us, an inheritance? Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face the vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Notice how Jehoshaphat kind of baits God with, Are you not the God who is in heaven? And if I were to paraphrase, it would be, Are you the mighty God? Well, if so, then why? You know, why are these enemies coming to defeat us? Remember, we asked you if we could destroy them, but you said no. So he's kind of flipping, you know, the table, so to speak. And I think these two scriptures show us, you know, both Second Chronicles and this Psalm, Psalm 60, that we will question God. It's in our nature to do so and that it is okay to come before God and say, why, what? But what isn't okay is the way in which we question him, the attitude that we come before him with. You know, as with Jehoshaphat, I think he came with the more humbled spirit. In the end, he acknowledges that all of Israel, Judah and Jerusalem are waiting on God. Why? Because they know that he will respond, that their faith in him has in him, God, has caused them to wait and see what God is going, going to do. That assurance that they have. Contrast that with what we're reading now in this psalm. David fighting in the middle of a battle that appears to be a losing one. He thinks that God has left him. He puts his defeat and everything on God, not realizing that God is with him all along. So for us, I think it's important for us to remember that God is always with us and to not allow the enemy to persuade us in believing that our circumstances are because God is or is not with us. We, as mature children of God, are to remember God is always on our side, no matter what, and that our response to him in any situation that we find ourselves, and that's the key, key any situation we find ourselves is to trust and obey. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for this word today and allowing us to know that it is okay to come before you and ask why. Sometimes we just need a little clarity, Father, to help us understand what we're going through or to help us understand why you're having us go through a certain situation. Please let it be because we question you not because we do not trust you or because we are angry. We just need some help with that mustard seed of faith that we have. Sometimes it isn't enough and, and we need to acknowledge that. And so we just need some clarification in order for us to continue to help us to grow in you. Help us not to be disrespectful, but help us in every situation to know that you are God, that you continue to be God, and that you will always be God. And 
that you will always be with us. Thank you for your love and for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my caregiving family, now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.